The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock, Hoop, Q, and keeping it sexy, LG. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Q in the house. What's going on, Q? Fellas, back at 500. <laughs> Thank God. It was good. It was shaking. Shake it up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also joined with my other boy, keeping it sexy, Al G. What's up, Al G? What up, what up, what up, man? Like you said, man, we back on the board. Yeah. Man, I was giving up for a minute. I was giving up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. hey, like we saw, we said, man, let them prove us wrong. Let them prove us wrong. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And we're also, uh, Hoop's going to call in when he can, but uh, we're also joined once again with our friend from the West Coast, Mr. Aries Falcon. What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's good, man? It, 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 it just seems a whole lot better. You know what I'm saying? The mood is nice. I went to work with a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. My manager told me, she's like, oh, you, I see, look like you're sitting tall today. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't slumped over today, right? Yeah, I wouldn't slumped over. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's the the Saints fan that gives me hell every Monday morning. So, yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. Now we are joined this week with the repeat guest that we have on the show, uh, Mr. David Sheely. He's the uh, he's a game anchor for uh, J State uh, Georgia State uh, football, and he writes for the Falcons. On uh, Action Sports 411 and um, is it DBM Fanatics? Yeah, yeah. Co-founded DBM Fanatics. Yes, sir. Cool, cool. Thanks for coming on, David, man. We was glad to have you on again. It's awesome to be on again. Yeah, awesome. and we needed a we needed a bump in ratings. <laughs> 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 no, that's not uh, we, we just wanted a different point of view, man, and I know you're down there in the trenches. I wish we could have got you on during the bye week, but uh, we ended up not having the show. But we have some things we want to get your uh, opinion on um, about the team so far. But uh, we'll go ahead and get into it, fellas. Hey, we got a win. We got another win, man, after the bye, man. Three in a row. Yes, sir. We won. Washington, man. That was a beautiful victory. Thank God they got that rest, man. They thought they needed it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> came back, came at the right time, man. Came at the right time. It did, man. We beat them thirty-eight, fourteen, man. And some say we left some. You know, we could have been. It could have been a little more, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. Oh, absolutely. But uh, all right, you're listening to the What's the Falcons podcast. Uh, so you guys know how we do it. We'll start talking about the game, and uh, we'll do it with the uh, good, the bad, and the ugly.
Falcons Washington Redskins game. Oh man, it's a lot of good to go around, man. But I gotta give it to Julio, man. Finally got in there. <laughs> Finally got a got a touchdown, man. For what? How many games has it been? About nine or so or more? Yeah. So uh, twelve games, I believe. Twelve. Was it twelve? Yeah. Man, so it was it, it was good to see that, man. I mean, he was not gonna be denied uh, uh, from that tackle. The guy tried to. Who was that? Uh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that was uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was not going to be denied. So big up to Julio, man. Finally getting in there, and it was good to see the team come out there like they did. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But uh, that's my good man, Julio Jones. Yeah, man, that was board. that was good, man. I mean, I almost cried for him, man. I was so happy. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It was an emotional moment. You didn't, you didn't tear up, did you? I teared up, man. Look at Julio. He got that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he deserved it, man. He, he deserved it. And, you know, like, I guess this kind of takes away the old uh, holding out at the beginning of the year, too. I guess. Yeah, and like they said, man, once you break that uh that that dry spill, man, they come in bunches. So we'll see what happens from here on out. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Aries, what was your good at that game, man? Uh, man, my good, it, it's got to go to the defensive front, man, because they... He's saying making fun. Now, now I'm, I'm going to stress the defensive front, because <laughs> I got stuff on the back end. So, but that front, man, hold them on the four, to 14 points, that was, that was really that was really good. I mean, it should have been seven points, but right. they got up so far, they played their prevent defense again, and, you know, right. so, right. yeah. Well, yeah, that defensive front played very well, man. How many sacks was it yesterday? About three or four sacks yesterday. How many was it? I know Grady Jerry had two, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I think it was... How many How many did Big Beasley have? That's fucked up, man. <laughs> I knew that was... Oh. oh. Um, um, he had about six almost sacks. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Vic, man. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about him in, in a little more depth. Later on, get uh, Mr. Uh, Sheely's opinion about that. But um, all right, who? I mean, not who. Q, what was your good? My good was just a, a complete game from beginning to end. There was no coming down to the last play of the game. Everybody on the edge of this seat, like it was a like a, a legitimate like win. Absolutely, so, that's what that's my good. All right, cool, cool, man. Against against a five and two team on the road. <laughs> <laughs> number one team inside the NFC East. They're leading the East, so I mean that was that was a really good win. Yeah, yeah, definitely impressive, impressive win. Hey, David, man, what, what was your good man? Uh, there's a lot of good to go around with this game. I mean, you you, you take a look at, at what the offense has been able to do the past few weeks. Matt Ryan's looked like an MVP. Um, yeah. Arguably, some people say even better than that. I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers. Atlanta's a, Atlanta scored in the 30s a lot. It's just that they weren't winning all those games. Right. Um, yeah. You look yeah, outside the of issues. Exactly. You you look outside of, of week one. They scored 31 against Carolina. They scored what 37 against uh, New Orleans. It was I think 38 the next week. I mean, they're they're scoring a lot of points. Um, so that's that's been consistent. So that's always good to see, especially since a year ago, everyone was screaming for Sark's uh, head, and right. and a lot of people wanted to fucking one. Yeah, I, think. I have to agree with that. I, I will raise my hand on that one. Yeah, I mean, and me too. I mean, even in week one, I was like, Sark is clueless, man. I mean, that, I mean, it's 
it's something where uh, you see that Atlanta has really, really, really worked on getting better offensively. And we're starting to see that improvement more and more, not from them, but also from the defense. Um, they held they held a good Redskins offense to 14 points. And also, if you take a look at that, if you look deeper at the stats, Atlanta on offense, remember, started game eight for eight on first down in the game 10 for 13. But Washington also had 13 uh, third down chances and only converted five of those. So Atlanta really did a great job on defense getting off the field on third down. Uh, they didn't get penalties a lot, and that's mostly because Alford wasn't on the field to hold. But hey, uh, <laughs> I agree. And 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 also Adrian Peterson had what seventeen yards rushing. The Seven, seventeen oh, yards. Yep. Yeah. Seventeen yards. Was unbelievable. Alex- Alex Smith was the leading rusher with that 22-yard scramble, which should have been a sack. So you take that 22-yard scramble away, the best rusher for them um, wasn't Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, actually, if you look at the stat sheet, was the fourth best rusher that day. And his longest run was 11 yards. So he had one 11-yard gain and six yards for the rest of the game. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, crazy. Give props to the defense. I think Duke Riley is playing a lot better than he was. Um, Demonte Kazee, he's he's been good the whole time. I just think he's oh, yeah. that opportunity. Uh, and, and then you look at uh, Foye Alukan. Uh, Bullshit, motherfucker! Man, he's, oh. he stepped up. Mm-hmm. He stepped up in a big way, hey, and I'm I'm very impressed with the discipline. And, and the coaching, because that's coaching, too. Yeah. Um, the coaching of this Falcons defense, because holding Saquon Barkley to whatever he had, it was like 30-something yards, 20-something yards, and then turn around, and Adrian Peterson only had 17. That's back-to-back weeks of very stout rushing defense. So props all around. I mean, that's offense and defense. Special teams, we'll get to that later, because that was not good. During <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the week leap right now. So, right, what was your good? Well, I mean, pretty much, uh, Sheely kind of <laughs> kind of got a couple of mine, <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, yeah, you said a lot of good, man. And I mean, I was gonna go with Sark, the play calling, how Sark was able to spread it around, man, and how we were. And let's 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 freeze right there for a minute when I said uh, after Sharks third Percy game, Harvey. I was on the on the train, and y'all was kind of like, uh, uh, you don't think so. But then I tell you, after that third game, the whole game, after the third game, he called a good game. He was going right. to be on the road. And y'all got yeah. them believe. I so said he had we- figured it out. Look at his weapons, though. Look at his weapons, though. You got two well, guys playing receivers had, that could. Look. He had weapons last year, too, though. Remember? But once, once he started off shaky, and once he had those three runs, those three uh, big scoring games, I said he's figured his offensive out. And y'all didn't believe me. This guy has figured it <laughs> This guy figured out how to use these guys, and now he's on a road putting up thirty points a game. Man, but it's about time, though. I mean, you got the you got Matt Ryan putting up MVP numbers like he did two seasons ago. Right. You got Julio Jones. You got a rookie that's balling out of control, and you got the best running game I think in the NFL running combination. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, like, you got Stuff you should be falling in place. You got to get at the Sark though, making Percy sure these guys in the right position to make those plays. So this starts with him. Well, man, what he's saying with the defense is doing putting those guys in positions to do well. Yeah, it does. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. E- it's a lot easier when you have this team. It is, but, <laughs> but, but LKL, we apologize. If that's what you want. 
it don't hurt. It don't hurt, you know? Right. Now, soccer's come a long yeah, way. Yeah, that's all I want. That's all I want. Well, you got it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you still, but we, we still got you out there on Freeman, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So, uh, all right, let's get on to the bad, man. Uh, the bad. Oh, uh, hoops. I'm not. I keep thinking hoops on the line. What about you, uh, Aries? What was your bad of this game? Uh, my bad is good. <laughs> man. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to combine the bad and the ugly. Go for it. And give that, give that to to, to Trufant <laughs> when he had picks. Yeah. Hit him right in the hand. Bam! Right there in the hands. Hit him, and he dropped it. More than one. Mm-hmm. That that yeah, that was just that was just bad and ugly. Like, that's I mean, that's why he's not a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you're a corner though. So you know, yeah. enough with the. He should have so, caught those things. That's all I gotta say. He should have caught them balls. Hey, Deion Sanders wasn't receiver either, but he knew how to get No, he Maybe. was a part time receiver. Live and uncensored. Save games and all yeah. that. Yo, Al, Al, what was your bad? Well, I kind of pick it back off of him, though. The secondary is still having some issues, like you said, holding those balls when they come to him. I mean, Robert Alford had a few this year, too, that hit him in the chest, and he dropped. So, we can, I don't know why that's really making those plays is KZ. He's catching the ball, but, you know, we still got a couple of guys that cannot pull the ball in when it hits him in the hand. So, that secondary has got to put some glue on their gloves or something, but... We got to pick it up on that uh, on those opportunities when we can get a turnover, man. So, like I okay. said, we could have had more points on the board if we would have got those balls. But right. you know, that's something they got to work on and focus on, man. They got to work with the receivers or something at practice. <laughs> hey, David, what about you, man? Can you pick a bad? Yeah, I think um, some of that miscommunication stuff. Um, special teams. Yeah, well, special teams. That, that to me, that's ugly. We don't get to that, one. but. Uh, the bad is going to have to go to kind of the, the youth mistakes because there's not a lot of youth on special teams. The, the youth is really in the in the in the secondary um, with Jordan Richards and, and other things like and uh, playoffs, other players uh, like that. So I think when you when you think of of some of the mistakes that were made and a true fonts drops were horrific. I mean that's that's awful. I mean that's that's why they say DBs can't be DBs are just wide receivers who can't catch, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a reason they say that and it's because back in the day, I mean, unless you were Deion Sanders, that's what you looked like. I mean, you couldn't catch. So you had to be DB. You would run the route that a wide receiver ran and you just put your hand on the ball and make sure the other guy didn't catch it cuz you just wouldn't go catch it. Right. Um mm-hmm. So Okay. Outside of that, you, you you take a look at the interception Matt Ryan threw, um, a mis a miscommunication with with uh, Calvin Ridley there. Calvin Ridley was supposed to shade across and he was supposed to cross that wide receiver's face or not the wide receiver but the, the DB. He didn't do that there. Um, you, you also look at uh, you also look at the Jordan Richards at safety and some of the some of the missed tackles he had as well as. Duke Riley being young as well. Um, just, just some, you know, real, I'm kind of nitpicking there. But the, 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 truth, the truth of the matter is uh, Dan Quinn is the type of coach that likes to like, likes to have the perfect game. Um, just kind of like uh, Bill Belichick. So, you know, if, if we're looking at that, I think they've absolutely lowered the amount of missed tackles, but they're still happening on occasion. Uh, and then you look at some of the veteran mistakes. So we talked about the drop picks, but... 
I mean, guys, we can't, we can't miss that. That 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 should have been a sack. Vic Beasley and Grady Jarrett mm-hmm. were, yeah. had their arms wrapped around Alex Smith, and Alex Smith isn't that fast. And how many times have we seen that? We saw Drew Brees do a slow motion spin. We've seen <laughs> Alex Smith become Houdini. I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff this year with quarterbacks who are not mobile. Right. And the, and and truthfully, if that's Cam Newton, that might be a touchdown. If that's Russell Wilson, that might be a touchdown. Now, Russell Wilson's not on the schedule, but uh, 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 Baker Mayfield? crab legs. <laughs> I mean, well, no, nah, if he ever sees the field again, but <laughs> I, I think, but I think, you know, going forward, guys are pretty mobile. Baker Mayfield, you got to wrap him up because if he takes off, he takes off. Right. Um, and people, people act like Aaron Rodgers is slow. Aaron Rodgers is not slow. I've seen Aaron Rodgers oh, break up plenty no. of ankles. Nah, he's quick. He's quick. Yeah, I've seen him break up plenty of ankles. So right. I think, I think there's just a little thing that Atlanta has to get, has to get together because if you get back there, that quarterback has to go on the ground because these guys are going to get more and more uh, mobile as the season progresses because they're Cam Newton's still on the schedule. Then you've got Baker Mayfield. You've got Dak right. Prescott on the schedule waiting for you. Um, yeah, that I mean that's kind of yeah. it for bad. All right, that's cool. That's a lot of bad, man. <laughs> what about what about you, Q? I'm actually not going to nitpick for the first time ever. I'm going to say that there were some mistakes made. Special teams, defense on that defense wasn't that great, but right. the offense made up for all the shortcomings. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. All right. <laughs> Q's happy finally. Wow. It's a new day. Wow. <laughs> Let's write this down in a notebook. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to pick uh, with uh, David mentioned about, uh, you know, Riley uh, missing uh, missing the, the catch that he missed and the bad route that caused the interception. So um, I always praise him on previous shows, especially he's our uh, draft pick number one. So going to nitpick him even though he more than made up for it and uh, also what was bad with him when he uh, he had to go out for that concussion examination but you know he's, he's fine now he, did he make it back in after that concussion they, they pulled him out mm, I don't remember that play yes, it was, it out. yeah they pulled him out he had to go get looked at he got he had a hard hit I think uh I feel someone hmm. nailed him when he was going out of bounds. But they ran over him. But yeah, he had a they had to put him out to be examined for a concussion. But he he's okay. I think he came back in actually for one more play. Yeah, I don't remember being out for a long period of time. Yeah, he wasn't out long, but it was I was a little nervous there when I when I saw that hit because I knew that was a head hit. So I'm like, mm-hmm. but he bounced back, so that's cool. All right, yeah. guys, um, let's do it ugly. All right, let's start with uh, Algae. Mm, man, I really don't have an ugly, man. I really don't have one. You don't have one ugly? All right. I don't have one ugly, man. <laughs> I'm kind of focused on the good right now. What about you, Q? <laughs> what about you, Q? I agree. I mean, it was a, it was a complete game. That's all I could ask for. Well, there's some mistakes yeah. along the way, yeah, but every team's going to make mistakes. But like I said earlier, yeah. the offense made up for it. And it didn't come down to the last play of the game where, yeah. you know, yeah, it was. It was I, I got no ugly, no ugly this week. You? What about you, Aries? Oh, you did yours already, Aries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I combined them both. Uh, that offering <laughs> was, was bad and, uh, and ugly. So. <laughs> David, what about you? Anything else you want to add for an ugly? Yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna talk about special teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We save it all for David. We save it all for David. <laughs> this, this is atrocious for the past, I don't know how many years. The Falcons have not had a solid return man. And I think we need to admit that this is coaching. The hell is uh, this? We try to say, oh, Eric Weems is messing up. And then Andre Roberts comes to Atlanta, who had uh, a handful of rushing, or not rushing, but uh, return touchdowns. And then he wasn't really doing anything in Atlanta. And now you've got Hardy back there, uh, Marvin Hall. I know Calvin Ridley was supposed to be one of the returners, but he don't really do it anymore. I think this is coaching. This is all Keith Armstrong. You kidding me? It's time to say, I think it's time to move on from him at the end of the season. There was once a point where, I mean, he was awesome. He was great. The coaching was good. But I just don't think he has it anymore. Two punts have been blocked. Um, and he can always say blown assignment, blown assignment, but it's like mm, that, you know, I think it really does come down to special teams coaching because there's no way you're putting all these different uh, return men back there who have returned for different teams or in college or wherever. Right. And all of a sudden now, now they're like clueless because Justin Hardy was calling fair catches when he had room to run. He was letting the ball roll down down inside the 10 yard line. He was, you know, in that first punt of the game, I don't think he even knew where the ball was. Uh, and that might be on him, but I think you really have to take a look at special teams coaching. Look at this. And think that for the past odd number of years, it's really been pretty sloppy. There was, there's, the Falcons have had a lot of punts blocked. In 2015, they got one block. They've had two blocked this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think for any others um, per se, but I just, I, I really think this is, it's time to move on from Keith Armstrong because it's been pretty ugly. I think um, the last punt return for a touchdown was in 2014. The last kick return for a touchdown was in 2010. Um, so, it, yeah, it's time to move on. Was that Devin Hester? That was, that was when Devin Hester broke the record in week three versus Tampa Bay. And that was yeah. it. Haven't had one since. Yeah. You're right, man. I can't remember the last time. It probably was Devin Hester that you know, and and the thing is, when when they brought um the the bad guy back, back, you know, what I'm he just mentioned he left us, and then when we went to Detroit, he's already run back two kickoffs for a touchdown and didn't do nothing here. So I'm gonna agree with him on that. It, it is time for a new coach. You mean Andre Roberts? Were you talking about Andre Roberts? Yeah. yeah, Andre Roberts. When he left us and went to Detroit, he he ran back two of them. Wow, that's mm, crazy that's because I was hating on him all last year, man. I was hating on Roberts. I was like, man, he sucks. Hmm, maybe it's Keith that sucks. You kidding me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think he's still doing his 1970s uh, game plans, you know? But he'll, but he'll cut you out, though, real good. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he would tell you the shit was coached the right way. Yeah, the shit was coached the right way. I don't way. think that's the case so much anymore, Keith. He don't want it, coach. But, uh, all right, yeah. that's, that's a good ugly, man. That's a very good perspective on special teams. I like that. All right. Well, uh, my ugly really doesn't have to do much with the actual game. I just want to give it to uh, this guy I saw on Friday at work because I was coming to work. I had on my Falcons gear, my jacket and my, my shirt. And then the elevator opened on the lobby. And this guy, this big tall brother came in dressed all the way down in red gear. I mean, Redskins gear. And when he saw me, <laughs> he saw me on the elevator, he was like, oh, nah, bro. He's like, not today, man. Y'all ain't doing it this weekend. I was like, yo, man. I'm like, hey, we got to, man. He's like, nah, not with that O-line that y'all have. I 
It's like, well. <laughs> well, I can't wait till you see him again. Exactly. I was like, well, now look who's O line looks. <laughs> who has the bad O line? So I was hoping I would see him today, but uh, he, he gets my ugly. Hopefully he listens to this. Question for you, though. Here's a question for you. Did Washington just have a bad game, or are we that much better? They are, they are, you know, a five and well, they were a five and two team. There's the cue. There's the cue we all missed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think we that much better, though. I mean, I have to ask that question. We beat the Giants and we beat Tampa Bay. Right. So, I mean, like, those are our last two wins. So, I have to ask that question. In the NFC East. So, I mean, they're winning games. They're winning games in the East. They're winning against other teams. They come and we play them. In their house and beat them, but everybody yeah, has a, got, a, a day where they the fall off. As a Falcons fan, you have to realize everybody has a game where you fall off. Did the Washington just fall off yesterday, or were the Falcons improving that much? I say they improving. You got to understand, Adrian Peterson coming off a 150 yard game before that. So that against big... who? No, no, no. Against who? It don't matter. Yeah, I can tell you who. I can tell you who. It was the Giants, right? No. It's <laughs> they still got to play defense, right? I mean, you, that's, that's a that's a giant issue, not an Adrian Peterson issue. I mean, he could have did the same thing with us, but we did our job, right? So that's that's a giant issue that that got to deal with. But you know, it's just saying that he had a big game that he he was living high off of coming into that game. Saquon Barkley has rushed for a hundred yards since he came into the league, except when he played against us. That says good again. That's that's us getting better. But I gotta admit that is a fair question though. But Q asked because I was thinking the same thing earlier. I'm like, I mean, I know we've gotten better, but have we gotten that much better, or, or did Washington get that worse? Did y'all see the game yesterday? No, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, but every team has an off game. I mean, yeah. you see, you're a Falcons fan. You know, you know that a good team can have an off game. Right. But yeah, but we played a complete game yesterday. That no, was we good. Did. I can no, I'm leaning more on the side of that, but you know. Yeah, it'd be a different question if we've been, you know, like you said, one of those edge of the sea endings like we used to doing. Right. But you know, to me that was a lot better the way they played the last two games and they completely played it four quarters, so absolutely they got better. All right, all right. You listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. This is where we normally have our injury report, but uh, Hoop's not here right yet, so we'll come back to that. So that's perfect. Can I ask one more question? Go for it. How would you guys feel about this Falcons team if they lose to Cleveland on Sunday? I actually actually predicted that Atlanta would lose this game when the schedule came out. Actually, I already knew we were playing Cleveland a year ago, but... I, I predict Atlanta would lose this game just because we know the Falcons. The Falcons always have one WTF game out of the whole year. They had a couple last year. They had the, the loss to the Dolphins and the loss to the Bills. And um, yeah. in 2016, in 2016, what was in 2016? They had that loss to Kansas City and they had that loss to the Chargers. So those AFC games really kind of bother Atlanta. So I picked it, but I don't know. I mean, with the firing of the head coach and you've got players arguing mid-play, I mean, the Browns look awful. The Browns look like they are in shambles right now. Because That's exactly lost my point. They That's exactly my change. point. They just had a offensive coordinator change. I mean, right. I, 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 don't, look, I don't think. They look a mess. They look yeah, a mess. I, I don't, hey, 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 that's my point, though. I don't so think if, we any, if anybody that. could answer the question asked, how, how are you going to fill up this Falcons team? 
traveling to Cleveland. It's probably going to be a little chilly. Falcons are on a cold weather team. We already know that. How are you going to feel about this team if they lose to Cleveland? Be with them having that many, with, yeah, they got that many issues in Cleveland. Yeah, they want to be a good look. They going in that no. lose against a team like that, having those issues. No, okay. I mean, I mean, you're, I mean, you're talking like major penalties, injuries. Other than that, I think they win this game. Same way that they beat the Redskins, just dominant. I think so too. But the scrambling quarterback and a good running back, Nick Chubb's a good running back. Oh yeah. Does, does anyone yeah. think this this game but, is gaming? Does but so they so 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 that good. Yeah, their old line. I mean, old line is horrible. And I wouldn't say it's a gimme man because I don't think any of these games are gimme games. I mean, no, it's and, not a gimme. Yeah, they don't have to play pool. And especially with us because we are the Murphy's Law team. So yeah, I'm thinking you know they definitely have a good chance, and anything that could go wrong will go wrong for us. But I don't want to put that on us. I think we're going to beat them, but I'm not going to go in there all confident that it's going to be a cakewalk. Because they may have a point to prove since they're all in a, such a disarray right now. Yeah. No game yeah. indeed. The cakewalks. All right, guys. Let's move on to another uh, segment, man. Um, this one can feature uh, our guest. We want to call it uh, Ask the Deacon. And I won't get a hold on the God's unchanging hand. <laughs> We've talked about this till we're blue in the face to each other, but I would like to get his perspective on some of the things we've been talking about this far in the season. And I'll start it off with Mr. Vic Beasley. Deacon, what's going on there? I mean, we all seen that Vic had a great year, 2016. He's getting, he's, this is his fourth year here. The guy is, like Al said, is leading and almost, almost there, edge rushing and all that. And the, the previous game we had, we had like three or four or five guys get a sack and Vic still can't get a sack. What do you know? What do you think about Vic Bisley, the whole thing? Do we cut bait with him? Do we, you know? Keep holding on. What do you think? Uh, I, you know, what really hurt Vic Beasley was Dwight Freeney leaving. Um, having that leadership and that mentorship really helped Vic Beasley. Right. Also, you Are have you to serious? look at how long, how long has he been in the league now? Oh, he's been in the league four years, but what was it? His second year in the NFL when uh when Freeney was there, so he was you know he's yeah. still pretty fresh. So you know having I mean having leadership is having leadership. Uh, I think I, I I really believe that it is time to move on from Vic Beasley. If not, sign someone who can help him out. Um, which is why some people are saying, hey, the Falcons should do whatever they can to get Bruce Irvin. Hold on, the, 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 Yo, who? I think that's who in the windstorm. <laughs> Yo, who? Yes, here I am. What's up, fellas? Not much, man. Uh, we hear we hear your uh, your window again. Would you put it on mute? To um, or roll your window up. <laughs> I don't have my window down, but uh, uh, well, you sound better now. You sound better now. Okay. All right. Cool. Didn't do anything, but okay. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah that, that was an AC guy. That's what it. it I heard. I heard. Uh, I heard somebody talking about dropping Beasley. I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, we were talking. Mm-hmm. We have we have David on, and uh, David was giving us his take on uh, Vic Beasley so far, and what Nick, which should, the Falcons should do. Go ahead, go ahead, Dave. Let me to control. Uh, oh no, no, you're good. So, I think what really hurt Vic Beasley was getting rid or letting letting Dwight Freeney walk because when he was in his second year and he had that leadership from Dwight Freeney, it helped him out a lot. But also, I think a very good point that I've heard a friend of mine, Rashad, bring up is that. Vic Beasley got a lot of those sacks. When he led the league in sacks, it was really because he had games where he would have a bunch of sacks, four sacks here, three sacks here, um, a couple of sacks. It wasn't a sack a game. It, you know, it wasn't like I'm getting, you know, consistently to the quarterback. Uh, and some of that was due to double teaming. But also understand that Adrian Claiborne led the Falcons in sacks a year ago, and he got six of those sacks in one game. And you see the Falcons had no problem letting him go to New England. So I, I really don't see I really don't see why Big Beasley stays unless unless he has uh, a type of leader. And I think Dwight Freeney was was the type of guy. Now also there's this. People don't remember Brian Cox and Big Beasley had trouble relating. Brian Cox liked to yell and scream and cuss and, and right. go off. And it wasn't getting through to Big Beasley because Big Beasley is the type of guy. He has a very good heart. Like he's a really good guy. And when you when yeah. you curse at him and scream at him, he basically shuts down. He mentally shuts down. So it really wasn't getting to him. And there was this whole thing about, well, I have to find a way to coach up Big Beasley because, well, I mean, if I scream and cuss at him, it doesn't get to him. And he's supposed to be the number one pass rusher. And it's my job to make sure he gets to that level. But I don't, you know, I have to find a way to do. It. I have to adjust my coaching style to do it. Right. Um, so I, I think. Vic Beasley, it probably is time to move on, especially um, especially with him basically becoming the light-skinned Corey Beerman. Um, he, you know, he's almost there. We all have a contract. Where I he's think I said that one time. I mean, he is, he, he's getting so close. Like, Corey Beerman was like the almost sack champion. Uh, <laughs> he was almost sack leader like three years straight right and he, he was like oh he was almost there and it's like really yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I, you yeah. know I just I just think it is time to move on Tack McKinley has really shown that he has the motor he has right. the speed he has that get off of the line to get there Vic Beasley also has a, has an issue and sometimes Tack shows it but it's more so Vic Beasley of lining up in the neutral zone or jumping off sides or whatever it is because he's trying to time that like I mean he's just in his head too much and I think in your fourth year you need to be past that so I do think it is time to move on this draft coming up is loaded with defensive talent, and I think Atlanta can find somebody and say, "Hey, look, Tack, right. you're probably going to be the guy." If they if they end up adding a veteran and saying, "Listen, you you you're kind of going to be the pass rushing uh, leader of the locker room," by right. all means, you know that's going to be you. But look, Tack McKinley has come in and done an amazing job yeah. of, of of getting pressure, getting to the quarterback, making the making the quarterback move out of the pocket, and and taking them off the spot. So. I think right now, okay. as, of, as of right now, because we're only halfway through the season, but right. as of right now, Tack McKinley needs to be the primary pass rusher going into next year. All right. Tack just need to work on his celebration dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he, he's a kid. He's a kid, so I let, let him me know. The whole jump on it had me dying. He's, he's funny. I think he's funny. QIQ, <laughs> can you add a question for the Deacon? 
I was gonna say David made a good point, but you know what? You know, like he, like you said, he had that one year with uh, with, with uh, Dwight uh, with the uh, Freeney. With, uh, Freeney. He had that one year, so he should have learned something from that year and taken it over. You know, my dad taught me how to shave. He taught me how to shave one time. It's it's it's, it's 20 years later. I'm not still nicking myself. I'm I'm I'm, I'm able to shave my face without nicking myself. If you got one year with somebody and they taught you some stuff and it worked for you, why is it not working down the road? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Hey, hoop, we we got a segment called Ask the Deacon. You have a question you want to ask him, man, about stuff we've talked about so far in this season? Yeah, who want to know about them girls at Georgia State? <laughs> oh no! Right, you, I think hoops on the pause or whatever. I don't know. I got, I got, I got a question for the Deacon. Go ahead, Al. What's going on? Hey man, what do you think about Devontae Freeman? Where we at with him? Do we keep yeah. him? Kill one now. Nope. Nope, no, no. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I mean, in twenty in, in 2015, Kevin Coleman was drafted in the third round to become the Falcons starting running back. That was for a reason. The yep. only reason Devontae Freeman became a starter is because Kevin Coleman broke his ribs. And Devontae Freeman came in and ran for six touchdowns in two games. Which do you remember how? Do you remember how he broke him? Uh, I think he was running to the right, and I think somebody just no, what, somebody on the Giants he, I, just hit him, I, right? No, I think he fell in the shower. <laughs> Did he fall in the shower? No, that was uh, that was uh, someone. <laughs> that I was Coleman that fell in the shower. Coleman Coleman slipped in the shower and got a concussion and went on IR. That's okay. what happened. Yeah, yeah, but that, that was that. I think that was that same season. You're right. Tevin Coleman slipped in the shower and was put on IR, but uh, he broke his ribs in week two versus the Giants. And Devontae, that's when Devontae Freeman came in, had had three touchdowns against uh, the Cowboys and then three touchdowns against the uh, the Texans. So, I mean, you got to understand too when he took that road, man. He was able to work his way into two Pro Bowls as well. So, exactly. yeah, so yeah, so he took advantage of his opportunity. Shout out yeah. to Freeman. Shout out yeah. to Freeman. But but here's and I think this is this is the biggest thing when it comes to running backs. Name name me some of the the better running backs in the NFL, past or or present. I guess in in the last in the last couple decades. That they were vital to the team winning the Super Bowl, because you 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 take a look at Marshawn Lynch. Well, shoot, if they hand him the ball, they win the Super Bowl, right? Um, but he I didn't. Would think so. But he did, yeah. But he didn't. He didn't win it. And you take a look at some of the other great, like Danny Thomason. Did he have a Super Bowl? No. Uh, what about Adrian Peterson? No. The Stephen Jackson pre Atlanta Falcons, Stephen Jackson? No. No. You know that you can have a Bear, really Bear, good Barry Sanders. No. Barry Sanders. You can have a really good running back, but it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily always get you get you a Super Bowl. That's not what you need to get you a Super Bowl. You have a good offensive line. Anybody can run through the hole. Now, I think having a good running back helps you get to the Super Bowl, not help you win it. And, because and see, it's all about killing the clock. Right. It is. And and they have to have the vision. They have to have certain things. But I think unless they're Trent Richardson. You know, running backs are going to have pretty good vision. Um, Devontae Freeman's vision is impeccable, so I, I give him absolute credit on that. And he's very agile. This the only problem Freeman really had was blocking, and he would always, every single time he touched the football, right. his goal was to score a touchdown. He never thought, I need to only get ten yards here. 
if he if he is given the ball at the one yard line, he's not thinking I need to give Matt Ryan some room so we can pass the ball and get out of the situation. He's thinking I'm going to go 99 yards and no one's going to stop me. That's the reason he got injured. That's the reason he had concussions yeah. in his knees, his foot, all yeah. of that because and he's trying that, so hard. Yeah. And that's that was going to be my point. I mean, that's all the things you said about him is what I like about the guy, but what I don't like about him is he plays too big for his size. You know, he does exactly. too much. He's too small to do the things he, that he wants to do. You know, which, which you know he finding out now that he can't do. Right. So it probably hurt him in the long run. I love and, all and, and what I mean. What's wrong with Edo Smith right now? Like, what what is Edo Smith doing that really makes us miss Devontae Freeman? And the answer is nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Edo Smith. Is, is doing on the field that's like man Devontae would have did A, B, and C Edo's doing it mm-hmm. he just don't he just play his size you know what I mean he's not trying to you know step on people's chest you know he's playing <laughs> yeah. he needs to learn how to play like like a like a Warwick Dunn Warwick Dunn was a small guy never got hurt always produced mm-hmm. yeah. hey Hoop you have a question for the Deacon or are you are you good uh, no right now Okay, okay. I'm just listening. All right. Uh, anybody else got a question for the Deacon? And then we could go on to the injury report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Q. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to ask because I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't I out here like that. I'm about to, I'm about to uh, you know, I got I got me a queen and I'm locked down. It's, I only got one girl. That's it. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about the other one. <laughs> I feel you. Go to the abyss of Q. Well, I had to ask, man. I had to ask. <laughs> Aries, you you about to say me. something? Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, what do you what do you make of Isaiah? You know, Oliver, and you know, I'm saying how's his progress been? I'm very impressed with Zay Oliver. I think yesterday he had. I think he had a fantastic game yesterday. Um, I really feel like Sunday was our chance to see the guy who ideally can play outside while offered can play inside if offered is is willing to do that which he should be I don't see why I don't see why he would have a problem with that um, I think that's where offered really shines is when he's playing on the inside we've seen him burnt a lot on the outside this year to where Zay Oliver he was there I mean there was a couple plays on Sunday where there was you couldn't ask him to do no more. The Redskins would make a catch. It'd be a great catch. But what else could we ask him to do? Because if, if Zay is any more physical, that's a penalty. So I, I think great catches by by those Washington players give them all the props of the world. But hey, Zay was right there. He had he had just enough contact. Right. Just enough contact to to you know, affect affect the the way the receiver had to catch the ball, right? Without getting a penalty, and great job he caught it. But a lot of receivers are not going to catch that. There's a lot of receivers in the NFL who are not going to catch that football. And as more time progresses, I mean, Atlanta's going to have a great a great corner in right. Jay Oliver. I think he is what Jalen Collins was supposed to be. It's just right. Jay Oliver's not a knucklehead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've, I've heard many people say, oh, give it time. This person's going to progress. This person's going to progress. But at the same time, you got to keep in mind, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones aren't getting any younger. Yeah. That's the one thing that, that you know, I always want to throw out there. These dudes ain't getting any younger. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but see, I, I, I get it, but that's why you have a receiver like, you know what I'm saying, Calvin Ridley. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just to, to, to move on. And the best teams draft before that their player gets too old to play. That's what happened to the Giants. Right. See, they didn't, They instead of instead of getting Saquon Barkley, they should have got a quarterback to sit behind Eli's. Yeah. So, okay, let me ask you guys this question then. Real good question right here. If Julio goes down today, can Sanu and Ridley take us the rest of the way? Yes. Without yep. Julio? Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, now you realize Julio's without, you realize Julio's getting double teamed. That's why he's not scoring any touchdowns. Well, right, right, right. Yeah, let's not gloss over that. Especially, especially right. throw hoop in there now. Especially throw hoop in there. Yeah. Exactly. I want to hear the I'm asking that question to the deacon. Deacon preach. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, I I don't know what rest of the way necessarily means. If you talk about end of the season, every team's gonna get to the week seven. No, I'm saying I'm saying, can we can we make the playoffs? Can we still have playoffs? We went down we'll about like, playoffs. Okay, no big deal. We still got Sanu and Ridley. We good. Is the Pope a Muslim? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. Julio, the Saints put both of their safeties in cover two just for Julio. Like they both rolled to Julio, and that's why. Ridley was wide open for that uh, seventy-plus yard touchdown on that goal route. Yeah, um, and I know this. That's and, why. I, that's why I asked the question, though. I just wanted to hear no, and, somebody. And no, Atlanta. Atlanta will have a tough time right. making the playoffs the way they are now. That three-game losing streak hurts. Period. The NFC South, the NFC is really, really strong. Making the playoffs is going to be hard with Julio Jones or not. I mean, that, right. I, I've already written two articles saying the season. The season is over not because the Falcons suck, but because they lost three games that arguably they should have won, but they didn't win. And now they have to fight and get out of a hole. At New Orleans or Carolina is probably going to end up winning the division, and the other one's going to be the five seed. And then Atlanta's going to be fighting for the six seed like they did a year ago. And then they have to be on the road. So yeah. Julio Jones being out there or not has nothing to do with Atlanta going to playoffs. I don't even – who cares? Is Atlanta going to be playing for the Lombardi? Probably not. I don't Probably not. Them. So play, I don't give a damn about the playoffs. It's playoffs? Like when the Atlanta we'll Hawks talk about kept going, playoffs? And going and going and going and going and not doing anything. Who cares? Preach. Lord have mercy. That's what I wanted to hear someone say, so you said it. <laughs> hey, preach. I, I just gave you the setup, but you said it, so thank you. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. You're listening to the Wilson Falcons podcast. Uh, Hoop, do you have a injury report? The injury report. Yes, I have an injury report. Uh, yesterday's game, the main concern was uh, Calvin Ridley's head getting bouncing off that earth, taking that helmet to helmet, hitting that second half. But he returned, so which is a good sign. But you know, according to the article that are that I, uh, from alcoholic, <laughs> they have to be evaluated through the uh, protocol. Uh, you know, regardless, so we'll we'll have to stay tuned for that. Uh, I do have some good news. Debo will be back. Yes, not next week, but they. So, uh, you know, of course, everybody's looking forward to Debo. You know, yeah. getting back oh, in that yeah. middle, being the captain of that defense, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, this might have to go on my ugly too, but that sucker Norman almost made Julio get hurt again on that damn pass interference. <laughs> you know, saw that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was. was I guess that could have been ugly. That could have been ugly. That was one of my uglies. 
That should have been God, that's his clique didn't get caught in the dirt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I thought that should have been a bigger penalty than it was. Mm-hmm. Suck. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it for your injury report, Hoop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Okay, cool. Are you listening to the What's the Fuckers podcast? All right, fellas. Uh, we're getting close to wrapping it up. Um, we always do our one segment and we talk about the other games that are happening around the league. All right, a quick road rundown. <laughs> Say what? Can I start off? Sure again. Yeah, I hope you started off with these Kansas City Chiefs, but go ahead. Uh, now I want to talk about how the uh, NFC is going to run through New Orleans. <laughs> are we going we gonna to talk about that? Go for it. Oh, Saints, yes. All right, all right. I know we don't want to. I know it's a, you know, Falcons podcast, but uh, Saints looking good, bro. <laughs> their defense, defense, though, I mean, it's like a shootout. They remind me of Pete Carroll's USC. Right on that, man. Stay off the USC. <laughs> I'm just saying, when Pete Carroll's hey, at USC with Reggie Bush and Matt Leiter, I mean, it was just a shootout fest. Whoever had the ball last wins. Look, now, now, not only do we have to worry about Drew Brees. Listen, not only do we have to worry about Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Now they got this third-screen quarterback named Hill who brings another dimension yes. to the offense. They bring him in almost like Georgia does with uh, Justin yeah. Fields. I mean, yeah. That this dude, dude is quick. This dude is crazy, man. Well, he he's does it Michael all. Vick's number. What were you saying, who? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, which is like the defense is bad. Like, well, where we got the most points in the game wins. I mean, hug up 45 on the Rams. That's still, uh, yeah. Ain't been too easy. <laughs> but when's the last time you saw a team with a horrible defense just shoot it out and win a Super Bowl? When you got final scores 42 to 38. Officially. Okay. I mean, who, who else do you have to come out the NFC? I mean, do you have anybody else? What, to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, the NFC? Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of dope teams in the NFC. I mean, you got Carolina Rams. is playing decent football, and I think they might, I actually think Carolina might catch up and, and beat the Saints and win the division. And the Rams. Yeah. They just got beat. Okay. <laughs> for the first time in eight games. For the first time in eight games now. Come on now. Let's not, you know, let's not discount the Rams. <laughs> Saints? I'm saying Saints looking good, man. That, that was just my topic. We can move on. Saints, Saints do look good, but I got a feeling that's going to catch up and bite him in the ass. Looks like it's, it's been us in the ass many a times already this season playing shootout games. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, any other game of note y'all want to talk about around the league? Mm, I mean, that Saints, that, Saints, that Saints and Rams game was crazy. The Saints and Rams game was good. Uh, big shout out to Kansas City and Andy Reid. Right. I like Andy Reid because yeah. he gave Michael Vick that second chance, but Andy Reid's up there. With a second-year quarterback that's just balling out of control, thirty-nine touchdown passes in eight games. I mean, yeah. is he possibly on track to break? Uh, is that Brady that holds the record, right? Yeah, Brady? Brady. So is he on track? Because it looks look, look, look like it. Put all that all that pressure on that boy to throw. To throw. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and, uh, and I know. And, and the way he's passing and, and, and playing, man, it's opening up for Kareem Hunt too. Man, he's having a big well, season too. Yeah. And what yeah, about he's doing real well. just a quick thing about Tampa, man? So Jameis is still benched from last week. Yep. Oh yeah. It's Thank magic, you. baby. It's back. 
Fitz Magic is back. You think? You think? I don't think <laughs> they're gonna Magic move away from him. Yesterday, that. really, but you think? <laughs> we'll see what happens. Y'all think they're gonna move away from Tramis, Jameis? They were talking about yeah. that on ESPN that maybe you know he's a bust. You know, not only is he not that great of a player on the field, but off the field, he's a bad human being. I mean, this guy missed three games of the season because he he, he, he grabbed an Uber driver's crotch. What? What? Like, like what dude does that? In Roethlisberger? I mean, I would consider doing it, but I probably wouldn't do it. But I think about that. She was a Roethlisberger out in front of a chick. Isn't it a money issue at this point? They picked up his option, so if he gets hurt, he, it's uh, guaranteed if he you know blows his knee out. Right. So uh, they're saying that he, not, he might not get on the field. That's just you know, um, what I heard. I heard that they actually t- t- took down his poster that hangs outside of, of the st- st- Stadium. Really? So, well, they should. I mean, this guy yeah. is a. This I mean, guy I has been at the end of the year. They're going to move on from him. Yeah, you've been convicted of. You've been not convicted. You've been accused of rape in college. And mm-hmm. now, last summer, you get extremely drunk at a party, get thrown out by your peers in the league. They throw you out of the party. And say, James, you got to go, dude. And what do you do? You call an Uber, and while you're sitting in a drive-through, like In and Out Burger. You decide you want to um, stick your hand in between her legs. Man, no. You're not a quarterback. You're not a leader. You're a damn fool. I know. He got banned from public. Well, all that's true, but, yeah. but all that's true, but if he was winning for them, I think they would kind of overlook that. He's of course. Of course. But he's not winning, so that's, that makes it even worse. Right. If you're going to do all this dirty stuff, then you know, at least win for me. I know. Ball out the tongue. I just think he's 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 overrated and overhyped, and he's just you know. I mean, I think he can definitely play. They wouldn't have picked him if he couldn't play, but I don't know. I think something mentally is going on with Jameis, really. Yeah, well, I hope at some point that brother can get mentally strong <laughs> and, and, and bounce look, back. Well, we all he be look, strong. He's looking more like he's looking more like a number two right now than a number one. Looking like a backup. After y'all saw that brother eat that W, now you want to question his mental capacity? I think he was a crazy fool that day. My one little catch his hand from the crab legs. My one little personal, my one little personal thing about Jameis that drives me crazy outside of the crazy antics is he reminds me too much of uh, Byron Leftwich. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Bill Cosby. Oh no. If Byron Leftwich just get a coaching job somewhere, God, yeah, 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 he's on yeah. offensive coordinator for the uh, Phoenix Cardinals. Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I guess that'll do it for around the league, y'all. Unless anybody want to bring yeah. bring up anything else from another team. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta bring up one last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Can I bring it up real quick? Is it about right. around the league? Yep. It's about around the league. Yeah, of course. It's about my man, 41-year-old Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Put it to Aaron Rodgers' ass last night. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would be a bigger shootout than that was. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Tom's he is the GOAT, man. I mean, honestly, I think that franchise, that, that matchup, that duo between Belichick and Brady, Doing it with no name guys. I mean, name five receivers from if if you if anybody can name five receivers from the from the Patriots right now <laughs> over the past ten years, I give you a hundred bucks. I mean, like, can't do it, huh? Can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. Man. So, so are you gonna 
He said five wide receivers. I can, I can, I can get a hundred dollars real quick. I know you got. I know you got the basics. I know you're gonna say Edelman and all those guys. We're just talking about the simple fact that basically this Big dude has, has used no name guy, no name you know players. You know, but besides Gronk. But I mean, this dude has done a lot with nothing. I mean, that's why he's a black hero to me. This dude has done a lot with nothing. You know what I mean? My mama. My mama did a lot with nothing. <laughs> right, no, thanks. no, no. All jokes aside, though, man. Them, them, whatever they're doing up there in New England, man. I mean, it's just a, a perfect formula. It's a. This is just awesome. Yeah. So you think? Do you think New England would be good with Brady retire and just have Belichick, or Belichick retire and just have Brady? No. It don't work that way. It, I honestly don't think it works that way. I think it's the combination. Even when they're not on the same page, like they said, going into this season, they kept saying in the offseason, they're arguing, they're fighting. Tom Brady got his personal coach on the team and all this craziness. But, hey, look, 41-year-old guy, what are they, 7-2? 8-2 now, 7-2, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, they're, they're doing something special up there in um, New England that I, I got a feeling will never, ever, ever be duplicated. It'll be a long time before you see a franchise that has a starter, starting quarterback and coach and right. they go to what? What have they gone to? What? They won how many Super Bowls? Five? Five, I believe. Five or six. Mm-hmm. I think five. five. Yeah. Yeah. And then they lost two to the Giants and then they lost one to Philly. So you're talking about eight, eight Super Bowls and, you know, all the records they broke along the way? All right, Q. This ain't, it ain't easy. It ain't easy, but go ahead. Move on. This is not the Patriots show. It was around the league and I was playing respect this, to a 41 year old guy that beat the shit out of Aaron Rodgers last night. Thank you. This, this, this is not ESPN. <laughs> no. no. I am Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> no, mad respect, Tom, to doing it in that age. Hey, Deacon, Deacon, where you at? Deacon, where you at? What up? What up? Wait, where you at? Where you at about that, that Patriots franchise? What do you, what do you, what do you oh, come think? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, look, look. Uh, you know, a long Patriots, time before that's ever duplicated. The Patriots are just the the Patriots, man. I don't know. They 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 built a nice little dynasty. Um, you can argue that there's a lot of trophies they really shouldn't have. Right. Um, exactly. Fifty one, forty nine. They know. know how to cheat. They know how to cheat. <laughs> yes. That's all there. So. Ah, no, you know. man, come on now. Give them a little bit of Give them a little they bit of respect. They got cheating down to a science. No, hell no. They got cheating down to a science. <laughs> they are cheaters. They've been caught more than once. I mean, come on, man. They got cheated down to a science. And, you know, <laughs> you, sound, I, uh, you sound like a salty Falcons fan based out of California. <laughs> you know, I mean, you twenty-eight to three at halftime, baby. Twenty-eight to three at halftime. You heard ever since they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, this is this is the future of the franchise. We're not trading him. Blah blah blah, blah, blah. And then Shanahan leaves, goes to Frisco. All of a sudden, here you go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> wow. So who Definitely is like behind? Who is like behind Brady? This is what no, no one, no one knows who is behind Brady. No, no one, knows. nobody's behind He's Brady. You're not gonna find out. Right. <laughs> He's not gonna find. Out. <laughs> Damn. All right, let's, let's, you got to look up the roster. <laughs> let's move on. We got to wrap up soon. Let's move on. <laughs> that was around the league. We all know that Brady's mm, the whole New England thing is what it is. All right, before we before we really start wrapping up, I want to talk just touch in a little bit on a little college. How about them dogs? Number one, 
Row, row, row. Big, big win. Pretty big win for the dogs. They will it wasn't see. really a big win. I think everybody knew they could run all over Kentucky. Yeah, it was Kentucky. Come on. <laughs> but not big win like that. I mean, big win that, you know, it's going to be them in Bama, December 1. Oh, yeah. Well, you're right. match that everybody's waiting for. We can count that L now. No. Yeah. <laughs> they count that L now. <laughs> I got to agree. I got to agree. I, I think Alabama's right now unstoppable, man, with that new. <laughs> That LSU, like, well, I gotta stay. Alabama ain't playing nobody, man. Alabama, yeah. I'm waiting to see them play Auburn. LSU, what are you talking about? 29 to nothing. They shut them out. Nothing. And they made one white girl very upset. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They. I gotta admit, though, I saw some nice DBs from LSU. I saw a nice. You know what I'm saying? Defensive t- t- tackle. So, you know what I'm saying? Something to look forward to the draft. I'll tell you that. Some more LSU people over here, huh? <laughs> we we got a up. few. Yeah, yeah. We, we got a couple. Might as well get some more. I thought he was a USC fan. <laughs> no, I am a USC fan. But I'm talking about for for, for Atlanta. DB, I mean, oh, LSU. yeah. Yeah, yeah. LSU was paid off for Atlanta, so. You know, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Deacon, anything you want to add in about any college games from this past weekend, or man, Georgia State needs Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they do need Jesus. This is my fourth. Yeah. This is my fourth season at Georgia State. I and think you need to be. You need to be for Kennesaw uh, State right now. <laughs> man, we. we we beat Kennesaw State. I got to look. But, we, but look, though, they balling out, though, right now, though. They that's balling. Cause, that's because we humbled them. They came, they came, <laughs> they came to Atlanta. All them, all them fans, all them, little, all them little fans had their yellow on trying to act cocky. And they blew, they blew a 10-point fourth quarter lead. That's <laughs> what they get because they shouldn't. On fourth, on fourth and nine, a team that runs the triple option decided to pass on fourth and nine and got and try to act surprised when they didn't get it. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, what, what the heck? How that? I'm like, no. What did you expect? What did you expect, dude? So, so truth, truthfully, truthfully, um, Georgia State, uh, Georgia State. Has a, has a brand new team, basically new quarterback, a lot of freshmen, whatnot. So it's kind of like a rebuilding year, um, and it's just been really okay. tough. Man. They 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 had they've had back to back losses to teams they should have beaten, and now they're not going to go to a bowl game. So uh, last year they won their first ever bowl game, and it was awesome to experience that in Orlando. But whoo, this year has been ugly. And now the only thing, the only thing that can save this season. If beat Georgia Southern, that's it. As long as we beat Georgia Southern, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me ask you one question, real quick, while we're on college football. What do you think about Georgia Tech? What needs to happen over at Georgia Tech? They need a new fire coach. Their coach, yeah, fire their coach. Yeah, okay. Ian Rice, one that's an easy one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they stay with him too long. It's what? Yeah, he, he must have new teachers on somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's time for him to go. Yeah. Yeah, he don't got too comfortable over there. Yeah, he got to go, man. They over there running a preschool preschool offense. That's an offense run in in rec leagues, like fifth, sixth grade. <laughs> Pop Georgia Southern still in there? Uh, 
you know, I don't know if Georgia Southern still does that because they have changed coaches a couple times, but they might. I mean, I don't think so. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really watch. That's the thing. So ever since I, I left uh, the TV station I was at, I haven't necessarily had to cover um, Georgia State sports. Right. I'm just a football host, so I'm I'm making sure I'm watching Georgia State. I'm not necessarily watching. I'm not necessarily watching what other teams are doing and keeping tabs on them uh, because that's but not. You, but you look at that stats anymore. and everything going into the game, right? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, so when the week of the game, I take it one game at a time. Um, I watch film and I, you know, look at stats and all that leading up to the game. But it's not my responsibility anymore to keep tabs on a team throughout the year and then look at, okay, what are they doing? What are they doing right? What are they doing right? Because at the snap of a finger, someone's probably going to ask me to analyze it. And I would have to know. I don't. I don't have to know that anymore. So I just, you know, and truthfully, you know, man, Doing doing sports journalism sometimes can get really tiring. Right. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is turn on a game. Right. And, and, people think, <laughs> and, and people think like, oh man, you just get to watch sports and all that. Yeah, but sometimes that gets exhausting. I mean, I, I'm going out to those Falcons games. I go to the locker room, and the game the game starts at one. I get there at eleven, ten forty five, or eleven. The game starts at one. The game is from one to four something. And then I'm going to the locker room that I got to write a story. So I'm leaving. I'm leaving Mercedes-Benz Stadium, hopefully by six, sometimes 6.30. So at this point, the four o'clock game is almost over. And all of a sudden, this is Sunday night game. I just spent all my energy and basically my entire day towards this one game that happened at one o'clock. Do you really think I want to watch a Sunday night football game? I don't. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, Dave, I, David, I, I'm disappointed, man. You couldn't tell me about the Crocker at Georgia State. Now you're telling me you can't, you're not watching these games. I need to know what you're doing, sir. Be like, I catch the highlights. Screw that. I'm going. To, I'm going to sleep. I'm doing homework because I'm still. I mean, this is this is my last semester at Georgia State, so I graduate in a month, um, and I'll be on my way out. I just I posted my reporting reel last night, actually, and I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it. Um, as of right now, it's at twenty three thousand retweets. So, oh, nice! I did see it today on Twitter, man. Congratulations! Yeah, it's it's going insane. So, hopefully, that can turn into a couple of job opportunities. That's the goal. Hey, That's man! Big shout outs! I hope you're on the news during that last thirty yeah. seconds of the yeah. broadcast talking about the sports. And I got something I want to talk oh, yeah. to you about that too, David. I saw what you posted. I'll talk to you offline about that. About mm-hmm. a, a gig, but um, all right. Hey, David! What, David, what do you got for me on Atlanta United? Oh man, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I have a couple people disconnected over there, so I got uh, the United. Hey, got to win. How you got to win, right? Um, right. Last last night was what I expected from the Falcons. I mean, down to the it was wire. ugly. It was ugly. It's ugly, stressful. You know, that's that's usually how Falcons Washington games really went. Um, but we didn't really get that. We got that with Atlanta and New York. And truthfully, by the end of that game, what we saw from the United wasn't necessarily, hey, you know, we, we, we're going to beat these guys. We're going to do this. It was about survival. Right. It was about, hey, just hey, can we just get the heck out of New York? Can we get off of this field? This field, the field is horrible. Uh, it was sloppy. Um, being, on, being on the turf next week is going to help a lot. What I think Atlanta is really going to have to do this time is ramp up the aggression 
and really drive home the point and move on to the semifinals. And for those of you who don't know, United is Atlanta's uh, soccer team. We have a major league soccer team here, so they're doing very well during the playoffs. Hmm. So how the how the thrashers doing? Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, before we wrap it up, I want to since we're on college. Did you guys see the? I know some of y'all watched the LSU Alabama game. Did y'all see the pissed off uh, LSU girl? Yeah, yeah. Everybody saw it by now. Yeah, no, I, I gotta look that up. I have I have to look that up. I I, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see no, it. I, I thought you were gonna get uh. Uh, uh, Aries on the text message chain. Put them on the text message. I know. Chain. I, I forgot. I, I was busy this weekend. I've I, I, I had a lot going on, but I'll get you on Aries as soon as this show is over. But you got to check her out, man. She was not happy that LSU was getting beat down by Bama, and you know how they have the camera fly in on a particular section. You know, after a player when they come from the, uh, the commercial break. The camera was coming into her, and she was giving it like the death stare, man. And she didn't blink once. Oh, did I do that? Like, <laughs> she was so pissed. And this midi boo boo face. Exactly. And it wasn't. And it wasn't like he was just real quick. They just kept going in, and she did not blink, man. She. I thought she was going to crack a smile. And no, was, that's boo boo face, Becky. <laughs> and they. And since then, they, they. I saw it when it actually happened. But since then, she's become like a social media big ass. Big meme phenomenon since Saturday, and I think, and I think they found out her name. Her name is uh, I think it's Kalila. Let me Kalia Thomas. Oh no! I saw, I saw you retweeted her, Rock. I know you're doing your investigative journalism. Of course I am, man. I had to get in on this, man. I tweeted her. I told her I was like, hey. I'm a GA fan, and I understand your mood because we did we wanted to fix y'all, not Alabama. Oh, get her on the show. Let's talk to her. Let's have a little fun. Let's talk to her. Get on the show. Yeah, she'll get on. She'll come on. She ain't that no. <laughs> We don't want to scare you. We don't want to scare her off. I don't know if she want to talk about that game, but she did like she did like the comments. So I'm sure she's getting her five minutes of fame. But uh, it was pretty funny. I thought that would bring that up, but. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, retweet that out, but uh, cool. All right, you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. Uh, we're going to get ready to wrap this up. And yeah. um, I want to thank Aries Falcon, as always, for calling in and uh, chiming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast to be here, man. It's always fun. Cool, cool. And definitely want to thank you, Mr. Sheely, for taking time to grace us and dropping all this knowledge, Deacon. We appreciate yes, that. Yes, uh, the pasta side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you up on a biscuit. <laughs> hey, man, I really appreciate it, guys. I really do. Um, it's always a blast being on the show, man. Good laughs every time. Cool, cool, man. And uh, and be sure you t- uh, to check him out. Uh, put out your, what's your Twitter handle again? Uh, okay, so the Twitter handle is Deacon underscore Sheely. Sheely is spelled S-C-H-I-E-L-E. Deacon underscore Sheely. That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. We appreciate it, man. We love having you on. And uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter and check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if anybody else has anything last they want to say before we wrap it up, Oh, good. Get ready for this next game. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, we're facing Cleveland, and uh, real quick, real quick. I mean, uh, 
What you guys got? Let's, win or loss? Everybody's going Falcons against Cleveland. <laughs> Everybody going Falcons? Yeah. Yeah, going Falcons. Yeah, there's no way I'm picking Cleveland and win this game. All right. No way in hell. Hoop, what about you? <laughs> Matt, Julio, and and Coleman could be out hurt, and I'm still picking Matt in the win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons, man. Falcons, man. They did, they did my point. All the way. They did my point. You, you dirty. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're all going Cleveland, man, so we'll see how that turns out. Cleveland? I'm going Falcons. I mean, we're all going Falcons. All going Falcons. Yeah, correct that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be this Sunday at if, 1 o'clock. But if, yeah, but if Cleveland wins, it's a wrap. Yeah. You call the season over, it's a wrap. What? Man, like I already said, season probably already over. The biggest concern Falcons fans need to have is making sure an end zone is not painted black and gold in February. Because if a Mercedes Benz Stadium has a Saints end zone, uh, oh, 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 that's going to be bad. I didn't even um, think about that. Yeah, it's, not gonna, gonna good. it's not gonna be good, man. Nah, nah, nah. They won't represent. Can you imagine all the Saints fans here yeah. prancing around, man? Ooh, yeah. No, the person that has to worry about the most is Aries Falcon. That's your boy, Aries. Oh, he yeah. let the Saints go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> in Atlanta, Aries, I can't Aries. save you. I can't even Aries. help you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. JP's gonna be out of control. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, we're not going to speak that to inconsistent. So, if that is it, I will catch you fellas next week. See ya. Good show, fellas. See ya. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.